We have one of the founders of Darling Brew in studio with me, Philippa Wood. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Happy Come, to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Come a little closer. Sweet man. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me in studio. A firm favorite here on Two Oceans Vibe Radio <laughs> and in Cape Town. Um, but I think we need to take a little bit back and tell us about the history of this fantastic microbrewery. Um, Darling Brewery was uh, founded in 2010, but it did the thought process started quite a long time before then. Um, my husband, Kevin, and myself, obviously. Uh, well, I actually was dragged and kind of in the back end, not so, so keen in the beginning, but obviously <laughs> love every moment of it now. But yeah, we did a, we did a road trip to, um, through Africa for nine months. We did, actually did 34,000 kilometers. Whoa. Uh, we both resigned before we um, set off, and the idea was we were going to find this luck dream that we were going to dream job that we were going to bring back t back home with us and at that time we lived in darling lots of people think you know we kind of it happened initially yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but um we did live in darling before that kevin's been in darling for 27 years Whoa. and his wisdom he bought a house in his 20s and i um I, I met kevin and and moved to darling so i've been there 15 years so anyway, and we did this trip and we went through New, Beth New Bethesda and there was a microbrewery there and, and we actually went to, we were told about the amazing Kuru salami and we love um, any um, wild wild meat that you can get. So we went there and they said, would you like this beer? And it's quite funny because Kevin was like, mm, <laughs> I don't like homemade beer. And the guy said, have it, you don't have to pay for it, just try it. And this, I mean, we ended up being there for the entire day. Obviously, road trip. Then we stayed in New Bethesda for a while, <laughs> chatted with this guy. And I kept on saying to Kevin, but it's the third day of our big trip. It can't be our idea yet, you know. So, um, yeah, the seed was planted with him. Uh, once we finished our trip, we came back to Darling. He came and spent... Uh, um, a lot of time with us at Snewberg Brewery, Andre. <laughs> he came and spent a lot of time with us in Darling and started showing us the ropes. That was in 2008. We then went on a really long journey of trying to get a liquor license, which sure. if you come to Darling, uh, we have a four, we have one four-way stop in the whole of Darling and there's a liquor store on every single corner. So, you know, in hindsight, we obviously did understand and respect the resistance to a microbrewery. At that stage, there was an understanding of of what is a microbrewery. Hmm. They thought, you know, a commercial beer, very large volumes, lots of trucks, a uh, bit more of a DOP system kind of vibe going on. Yep. We had to do a lot of reporting trying to explain what we were trying to do, um, but there wasn't a lot of history to, to use to as, back as, as, mm -hmm. as backing it up. Um, so uh, we, two and a half years just to get the licensing that we required. Sure. And it was quite, I mean, at that stage we were working part-time, trying to get it up and, and going and it was becoming quite a challenge for us. So we met a few key people along the way. I mentioned Andre already and then basically we um, we we met, we were making beer. We used to have really awesome house parties <laughs> because we weren't allowed to sell any of it. <laughs> um, we were very popular in those days. <laughs> and um, and uh, we were obviously testing product, making products, um, and, and we got up to brewing about 2,000 litres in Darling. Whoa. Um, but we soon, I mean, whether you bring 30 litres or whether you bring 3,000 litres like we do at the moment, it takes the same amount of time. And, you know, you soon see on, on building, on brewing 2,000 litres a month to make a sustainable business is obviously near impossible. Mm -hmm. So we, we were meeting so many walls with licensing and brewing and challenges and setting the alarm through the night to go and check if the beer is the right temperature. You know, it, it, was, <laughs> it was real. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, we met... Um, 
Boston Breweries, mm -hmm. Chris Barnard, um, and he basically said to us, look, there's a position to contract brew. Um, at that time, Jack Black was just starting up contract brewing with him, and, and Union was on the scene, so there was a little bit of traction starting on, on, um, on the craft brewery industry. And really that was our little window, because once we were in there, Jack Black and ourselves filled his capacity very quickly, <laughs> and and then a couple of people knocking on his door saying, let's contract brew, and he's saying, look, I'm, that's it, I, I can't brew anymore. So that window for us was really, really... Important. Yeah. So as I said, we've, as I said, off air before we started, there's been a few elements that have just kind of Valentine's. played so well, well for us, and, and that was certainly one of them. Um, we came under a little bit of criticism. People were like, it's Darling Brew, but it's not from Darling. So we had to ride a bit of a storm there and say to people, look, watch the space, we've, we've got plans. We had a four-year four year history of, of contract brewing, building a brand, and we were then obviously able to get investors on board, which hmm. if we went to invest and said, hi, we want to do this Darling Brew and have this massive brewery, they would have said, yeah, yeah, next time, later, maybe, you know. So <laughs> um, having that four-year history with the contract brewing was actually what also was enabled us to be able to get the finance. So I say big brewery, but obviously by South African standards, it's big. <laughs> if you go to America, we... Really small, but um, but yeah, obviously by South African standards, we've got quite a quite an impressive setup. Is that the only reason why we call it a microbrewery, or is there like a scientific? Yeah, it's also it's also um, I think like a lot of things in South Africa set on American standards, uh -huh. and if we do use the American standards, we would be able to continue using the word microbrewery for a really long time. So I don't know if we need our own our own system. measuring system in South Africa, most likely. Um, but we do, we go between microbrewery, craft brewery. Um, but really for me, it's about the process. And if, you, if you're doing the slowly brewed process, which mm. is what we've done a lot of our marketing and naming of our beer about, that's for me what's important. And I think that's what's important for the consumer. As well. Most definitely. Was this a, a clear decision from you that you wanted to do the slow, slow method? Yes, definitely. Obviously, um, being in Darling, having the slow life in Darling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told there's a slow life in Darling. We don't actually experience it, but apparently it's there. Um, but that was definitely the philosophy from the beginning. Our first beer that we launched was um, Slow Beer, our hmm. lager. Um, my husband's somewhat of a bunny hugger. He doesn't like being referred to him, but he is one, but he is. Um, so it was also always the idea to incorporate an endangered animal. Uh -huh. um, and obviously, first of all, we started looking locally. So um, we have a um, tortoise in our area, the geometric tortoise, which is endangered. Actually, where Kevin and I um, got married, they have a rehabilitation program with the geometric tortoises. Um, so um, at Bartholomew's Clip, so that was something that was close to our hearts, and that was slow. I mean, it sounds quite simple when I say it like that. I think that took us about <laughs> <laughs> six months just to get to Slovia Lager. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see. Obviously, now we've the one thing that Darling Brew does have is a very extensive range of beers, and we have our core range, which we try and have available in most of our outlets. Mm. But if you came through to Woodstock, which we're going to chat about now, or, or the brewery itself, the idea is that a, a very wide range of beers is available that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Um, so yeah, but uh, it was interesting those first few years of microbrewing, um, because people would come and say, so which of your beers is like 
Amstel. Aha. And which of your beers is like black <laughs> label? So, I mean, there's a learning process for them too. Yeah, and and how we as consumers have come in the brewing industry is is phenomenal, mm. and I think that we've come that distance in quite a short period of time. Um, I think we still it's still a lot more relaxed in the wine industry, and I hope it always stays that way. I think that's almost a you know people are. You know, I was at a wine tasting the other day. You're nervous to give your opinion about what it tastes like because there's so many people in the know around you. I think the industry is um, more forgiving. <laughs> 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 but we've come a long way with taste profiles, exposing people to different beers, people talking about beers that 10 years ago we didn't even know was, was a word. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's exciting stuff. I think um, South African craft brew industry I have bought you a little bit of um, I have bought you an on tap magazine which um, is a publication regarding South African beer industry and it's amazing awesome. to read I hope this isn't a bad one for on tap but I mean you know, <laughs> they've been around for quite some time and if you read this magazine a little while ago it was it was just a few um, a few topics and a few industry players and I mean, I read this last, um, the autumn edition now, and it's, it's phenomenal. The content is phenomenal because there is just so much going on in the industry. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting Which is exciting ex job. Yeah. Most <laughs> no, definitely. it's a very exciting job. There's no dull days at Carling Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Um, you have a couple of bottles in front of you here. Uh, I'm assuming this is part of the core range. It, it is part of our core range, certainly. I bought a Long Slovia, which is our... Um, as I said, the first beer that we that we launched, our lager. It's a delicious lager. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. There we go. Well, I almost got it right. <laughs> um, uh, reality is, as as uh, South Africans, we do still like our lagers. So mm -hmm. I don't think away from from lager. Um, and we always, if somebody is drinking Darling Brew for the first time, we would certainly want them to drink Slow Beer first mm -hmm. because everybody loves it. Whereas if you get something that's a little bit more radical and it's not to everybody's taste, they might try and say like, oh, and then not go back to Darling Brew because they're judging on that. So we always want people to start at the lager and, and then obviously the more adventurous and if they if we take them to left field then at least they always come back <laughs> true story <laughs> um what is your favorite do you have a particular favorite that darling um brews? i really like dark beers which mm -hmm. is um <laughs> <first sip. laughs> um i really like dark beers uh we have actually got quite a big range of dark beers mm. but we have to obviously have to make business decisions about stuff and we can't brew all of our dark beers throughout the year because of the um that they're not as popular in south africa um so we have black mist which Ooh. is definitely not here <laughs> um but it is it's for me it's it's such a delicious beer but i do drink i don't drink in the day i'm a i am I'm, I'm a mom and i work very hard so i don't <laughs> drink in the day so i am an evening drinker uh -huh. love having a dark beer in the evenings and a dark beer in, in winter it's phenomenal to to cook with as well oh wow um do lots of nice oxtails and that kind of thing over winter so there's lots of exciting stuff with it and i just the, the taste profiles are just amazing and also, it's not like a lager where you have to drink a lager cold. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not British. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but if it if it does warm up and you're drinking it slowly over an evening, 
it's still very, very <laughs> palatable. Um, we actually are at the moment, I don't know if I should be saying that, but I'm sure I can. <laughs> we are doing, um, we're going to be doing a limited edition orange brew of our black mist for this winter. So basically infusing fresh orange and orange dried orange zest. Um, so yeah, we always doing different things. things. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, we're going to take a musical break, but when we come back, uh, we chat about the brand new Woodstock. Um, that store that opened store brewery what do, what do we call it we call it a restaurant a restaurant there we I go I think that's what we call it <laughs> Sunset Sweatshop with Coming Along what a great jam what a great band at Sunset Sweatshop with Coming Along here on Two Oceans Vibe Radio still in studio with me uh, Philippe Wood, one of the founders of Darling Brew um congratulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> on the opening of the Woodstock um edition of Darling Brew um how different is it from the one in Darling? I, I guess is the first question people would probably have. Well, it's, uh, it sounds like I'm starting on a negative, so I hope this comes out <laughs> right, but it's missing a massive brewery. But besides <laughs> that, I mean, it's, you know, um, Kevin's very strong on his design side hmm. and his, his look and feel of it. So he's always very, very involved in, in how the brewery looks and now how Darling Brew Woodstock looks. Um, but it's actually a chance for us to, to to re rejig how what we did in Darling <laughs> and 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 make it better, I think. I mean, we obviously we think we did a great job first time around, <laughs> but second time around, you've obviously wiser and 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 we really really so happy with how um, Darling Brew Woodstock came out. Most definitely. How did you guys pick the space? It's a fantastic space. So uh, we were approached. Ah. <laughs> I told you, there's all these things that just come into play. So um, for anyone who's driven past the building, you'll see it's black and yellow. So they obviously, they they also had an idea about what, what they wanted to achieve as True developers. Story. And we were approached, so very fortunate. Um, and, and obviously, as soon as we saw the space opposite the Woodstock Exchange, got exposure to um, the plans that they have in Woodstock mm -hmm. over the next few years. I mean, it's really impressive. I think even just as, as residents to Cape Town, what we've seen happen in Woodstock over the next, next few years. And Truth. I think it's only going to get better, especially now that Darling Brew is in town. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you guys had your opening. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, well, we... We have never cut timelines so fine as we did on that opening. So um, we obviously we loved it and we had an amazing time. Mm. Um, it really was about getting some key role players in for, for exposure. So it wasn't just a party. It was to get as much exposure and get the word out there, which we believe we did. Hence me being here. Hello. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, we, we were under major time pressure with, with, with uh, Woodstock, um, like any building efforts. Obviously, it's not just us moving in, it's an entire building mm. that's new. They have, um, stand corrected on the numbers, but about 240 apartments above the building that, that are privately owned and then a small hotel as well. So, I mean, that's quite, quite some project and we were just a small portion of that. So, time frames were pretty crazy. But what it did result in is that we were little bit delayed on some of some of things on our side and it ended up being that during the opening we actually had a sign erecting process i'm trying to think of a better word but i can't <laughs> <laughs> unveiling you know and um and it actually ended up being being quite amusing and it was the thing that was most photographed the whole Aww. night by everybody <laughs> and, and everybody's instagram feeds was the sign going up so i'm pretty good at at, at um being spontaneous and we we 
had a had a rethink about my little speech and said, well, we actually wanted you all to feel part of this process. And here you are. When you <laughs> bring all your friends back, you can say, look, I was here when they put this sign up. True story. So, so yeah. Um, Fantastic, man. I think, yeah. For, for someone who has never stepped into um, a microbrewery or Darling Brew in Woodstock yet, um, what's the look and feel like? What's the atmosphere like? Um, what's on offer? So I think... Obviously, us being based out in Darling, I think we, 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 we have missed out on some of that cool Cape Town vibe. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we still feel like we live in Cape Town, but when people come to visit us, we realize, no, you don't. <laughs> so um, so uh, there's not that many people that can get into their car and get to Darling. Hmm. Fuel is crazy prices these days and set to get even worse. So True I think story. there's so many people who do want to get out to Darling and experience a brewery and experience Darling. And how, our whole idea with Woodstock was to bring a little bit of Darling to your doorstep. Oh. So we've tried to bring in as much of the brewery as possible, bring in that really big range of beers. People will definitely step in and have beers that they've never heard of before, taste before, varieties that they've never had before. Um, and then packaged in in the Darling Brew look, which we believe to be contemporary and clean and and a beautiful look, beautiful space to spend time in. Mm. Woodstock is a lovely cosmopolitan of people, so I think people can expect a nice a nice um, Cape Town experience. Um, and and yeah, with the, obviously with the hotel being there, we do have a bit of tourism there as well. But it is mainly the the locals that are coming in. Um, and as I said, we just want to slice of that fun Cape Town pie. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and, <we're> getting it. <laughs> and then going on to the restaurant side of things, um, what, what kind of food do you guys serve? Do you guys do pairings at all? How does it work? Well, we, yeah, we, we, we are early days. We're still finding our feet. Um, we've got a lot of specials that will be coming up on, awesome. on happy hours, trying to attract everyone after work to come and chill a bit. So definitely to watch our Facebook and Instagram for, for those offerings that will be coming up. Um, Lars heads up the kitchen and he's done a really amazing job on that. Um, so there's very, very different things that you wouldn't have heard of before. <laughs> and my favorite is the Flammkuchen. What? Which, um, if you've been to Germany a few times, then you'll know what a Flammkuchen <laughs> is. But it's a very, um, if I say pizza already, Lars, I can hear him saying, no, 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 it's not a pizza. So, <laughs> so it's, um, it's not a pizza, but it, it's, a, it's a German pizza variety and it's Ooh. absolutely amazing and I mean it's something that you can share something you can have alone um, and it's it's a really nice addition to the menu um, I also did actually bring in for you some of our spend grain crisps that we make at the brewery um, it is 40% of the product is from the spent grain so that wow. is normally traditionally discarded during the brewing process um, and and we have uh, reused it as part of our, our green projects and it's an amazing amazing I don't want to say chip because it is it's almost like a nachos but that's exactly what they've done with it at um, Darlingbury Woodstock is they have a, a nachos dish with it which is amazing and definitely with something, something to, to try, try. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic man um, operating hours yeah. when are you guys open when are we open? <laughs> the, the, the guys at, at uh, Darling Brew Woodstock are working overtime <laughs> to bring Darling Brew Woodstock to you as much as possible. Uh, we actually start at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> um, reason being for that is that we have offerings for the hotel above us that I mentioned earlier. Okay. But if you 
are in the neighborhood and wanting coffee and hang out in a cool place, we are open. If you got that early morning appointment, <laughs> we are open. And then it's until 12 o'clock Monday to Thursday, until 1 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. Sundays at the moment we are closed. At the moment it's great for everybody because it gives them a little bit of downtime. But I think if you look at Woodstock at the moment, um, during the build-up in the project, I was there often on a Sunday, and it is a very quiet space on a Sunday, but obviously if that does change, we will certainly change with it. Well, uh, my parting words is I can't wait to visit um, Darling uh, in Woodstock. Albert Road, do you know the address? Yes, 85 Albert Road, ex exactly opposite the Woodstock Exchange. So awesome. If you step outside the Woodstock Exchange building, um, the developers very kindly painted the entire building our colors black and yellow so if you miss it then you're doing something wrong <laughs> exactly um and then why should people come visit before before i let you go i think that as our whole build-up campaign is bringing darling to your doorstep we've hmm. always offered something very unique and now it's packaged right on your doorstep to come and experience for all the all you cool cape town city folk <laughs> <laughs> sweet and um social media they can follow you for all the updates and yes, specials and happenings that will Facebook be taking and place Instagram are the best uh, obviously sweet well thank you so much for coming in